Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and B Smut on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. person this week um so getting the ring is going to be segmented into two different episodes um two different segments per se one with joe gagney and beast mike and one with me and this special guest um the ringleader of this whole network (laughs) can i say that jeremy yeah, yeah, you can call me the ringleader. Yeah, some people call me the boss, the head honcho, uh, the Tony Khan. <laughs> the one who signs the checks. <laughs> the, the checks with, uh, with no, nothing on there. <laughs> checks with nothing on there yet. <laughs> luckily, my Patreon, luckily, my tax returns have not, not um, been messed up yet. Unlike Joe and Rich from Voices of Wrestling, they were complaining on... Um, on the flagship this week um did you listen to the flagship this week <laughs> yeah i did yeah so i yeah we definitely haven't gotten to that point yet where we have to worry about uh taxes uh hopefully one day you know between all you know when people start oh i'm on donations SSI. in what was that i'm on ssi so i have to worry about a whole other boat of things when it comes to the taxes and shit like that imagine adding patreon to that yeah. Whew. I have to at worry about like pay stubs when it comes to like my small job at my house. Um because I live in like a home and for my independence and stuff like that. Um shoot. Like shoot like like but but um it is getting the ring. We're not talking about independence or wellness recovery action plans or stuff like that. We're here to talk wrestling. Yeah, man, let's do it. We have New Japan, New Beginning in Osaka. We have WWE NXT. We have Dynamite. With Dynamite was a significantly better show. I watched NXT and I almost fell asleep. Yeah, you know, I have not seen NXT from this week yet. I'm actually trying to catch up. I'm like behind like three weeks on NXT, but... I, I know what's going on. I've heard reviews and stuff like that, and I re- read what's going on, but I have not watched the actual episode. I did watch Dynamite, and it was an awesome episode of Dynamite, probably the best Dynamite to date. A lot of great matches, a lot of great promos, um, a lot of storyline yes. pro- progression. Um, We have Russell Dynasty in MSG. We have the four Cork and Hall shows, four straight nights in Cork and Hall. This would have been the Honor Rising tour, but we're not there with Ring of Honor with New Japan. So we have 
We have those four New Japan shows. NXT TakeOver in Portland this Sunday. It's not a Saturday. It's a Sunday. And there's a breaking news story that Dr. Wagner Jr. is reportedly leaving AAA. Yeah, I heard about that. So I'm wondering if he's going to so be... So there's this breaking news story um, 411 Mania is reporting. According to a report from a Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dr. Wagner Jr. has departed from AAA. Wagner previously headlined the last three Triple Mania shows for the promotion. It's totally unclear why he left, but per report, the 54-year-old wrestler revealed he was leaving last week and planned on going to the independent scene. While Wagner no- noted said a lot of things in the past, Triple A later confirmed his active from the promotion. According to the report, the, the wrestler did not part with AAA on bad terms. So. Also the, the report states that. On the independency. Widener is still big enough name. That where he will be on top. And will have a greater say in his bookings. Roosh and LA Park. Are still currently the focal point in AAA. And Wagner Will likely. Have to put them over. Or get shoved down. Into the undercard. So, that's the major news in Triple A. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if Dr. Wagner kind of ends up on American Independence or shows up on MLW or Ring of Honor. Heck, maybe AEW. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see where he kind of shows up. Um, there are reports that um, Bella Twins and Jushin Liger will be in the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, very interesting. Obviously, Jushin Thunder Liger retiring this year at the Tokyo Dome after you know a great, great career. And honestly, you know, he's only had the, I believe, the Tyler Breeze match is the only WWE match he's had match. in WWE. Um, but obviously WWE owns WCW and the library and all the rights there. And so obviously Ligers definitely has a history in WCW. So it does make uh, sense for them to put him in the, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, the Bella Twins um, for their Hall of Fame they makes, makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. If you look, I mean, obviously it's a WWE Hall of Fame. There's not really that much criteria. Obviously Vince picks who he wants to go on that thing, but... Hey, it's the Bella Twins. They had, they were like one of the you know top acts going in the diva slash women division for a long time. Uh, you know, Nikki Bella progressed so much in her in ring work and had some decent matches towards the end of her run. Um, you know, the total divas, total bellas, kind of bringing in that uh, you know that reality TV audience and kind of reaching out into that you know reality TV women audience and bringing a new set of eyes to. Um, WWE and just kind of breaking through in the mainstream you know there are several people I talk to who know about the Bellas because of Total Divas and Total Bellas so you know they brought in that mainstream appeal and you know they've done a lot um, for WWE in their time so based on who's already in there I think the Bellas are perfectly fine to go in so we have here so we have here the new beginning in Osaka. Big show for New Japan in Osaka Joe Hall. The attendance, 11,000 people jammed in Osaka Joe Hall. 
What were your thoughts on the attendance? Yeah, the attendance was a big success. Obviously, um, they normally only run the Osaka Joe Hall for Dominion in June. And so this was kind of a big thing for them to run Osaka Joe Hall twice and run it here towards the beginning of the year for this new beginning in Osaka tour. They heated things up with the Kenta and Naito rivalry with the attack that Kenta did on Naito at the end of night two of Wrestle Kingdom. But and they could have easily run the Edeon building. Right, yeah, they could have done the normal Edeon Arena. They could have just did... They could have still done Naito and Kenta and just, you know, forget about the whole post-match attack at Wrestle Kingdom and just kind of did like a normal feud. But they really heated things up with that post-match attack on January 5th, and they got a lot of heat on Kenta, which brought in that crowd, you know, that that pack sold-out sold out crowd. They wanted to see Tetsuya Naito get his revenge on Kenta after the attack, after New Year's Dash, on the road to shows, just all the kind of agony that Kenta has put Naito through. Yes, and we'll get into the announcements made on this show, which were a couple big announcements. Some G1 stops being announced in Os- in Sapporo and Osaka, as well as um, primetime television and the MSG date, which we'll get into more detail when we get to the intermission. Um Thing. Minabu Nakanishi, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata defeat Togi Makabe, Tomoaki Hama, Toma Hanare, and Raisuke Taguchi, 7-20. Um, the third generation win. Thoughts on this? I thought they missed the opportunity to give Hanare a big win over Nakanishi. Yeah, so when I we did our uh, prediction show a couple weeks ago on Keeping a Strong Style right here on Social Suplex Podcast Network. Great podcast, uh, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, we talked about Toa Hanare. You know, he's he's been gaining kind of a slow push, and they've been doing some stuff with him. And I thought it would have made a lot of sense for him to hit the big Toa bottom on Nakanishi, send Nakanishi on his back on the way out, and put Toa Hanare over and kind of get him going for this year. Uh, but clearly, you know, they had other things in, in mind. They wanted the third-generation dads to have a— Great moment here. It's Nakanishi's last time competing in Osaka Joe Hall. So they kind of wanted to give him a big moment there. Uh, I mean, the match was fine. It was your typical, uh, you know, New Japan dad style of matchup. And, you know, I thought for, you know, Nakanishi being the way he is right now in his career, he didn't look too bad. And, you know, there were some good moments. He worked really hard and the crowd ate it up and it was a good moment for him. Yes, I thought it was a good moment for Nakanishi. Kojima picks up the win here with the Cozy Larry on Hanma. At least Hanari didn't get to eat the pen. Right, so yeah, Hanari wasn't really hurt here in this match. He didn't get the fall, so I, I still think they have plans for Hanari this year. They just wanted to give Nakanishi his moment here. Yes. Yes, in 2020. Nakanishi cannot move. <laughs> Thank God he's retired. Showing yo, Rocky Romero's back versus the most underrated tag team, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. The champs retain, Strong Zero finishes it off in a strong match. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. You know, these guys have had a ton of matches in their rivalry. 
um, since Rapungi 3K returned from excursion a couple years ago. I wouldn't say this is the best match they had, but it's for me, it was on kind of the higher end there. Uh, told a great story, which shows knee. They uh, Suzuki Gun targeted his knee during the Road 2 show, so show was coming in with a bad knee, and they worked the knee over, got heat on him, and then um, Yo was kind of able to be the fiery one to make the comeback here. And like you mentioned, yeah, they put them away with the uh, the strong X that package power driver double stomp combo. Yes, strong X, not strong zero. That's the old Rapungi vice. Yeah, that's uh. Best friends, that's what they're using now. Yeah, my bad. I get those two confused. Taguchi arrives with Rocky, and they want to try the titles after the match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Juice Robinson, David Finley versus Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. And the faces win. Yeah, this was a uh, counter ape shit into a cradle. Yeah, this was a you know fine match here. Nothing blow away or super exciting. Obviously, the, the kind of key here is Tanahashi and Ibushi picking up wins over the current IWGP Tag Team Champions, and we're getting a title match next week in Cork and Hall, a part of that New Japan Road Tour that they're doing. So it's very interesting. You have you know two of the top stars in New Japan coming together. You know, both guys are not in the, the title hunt right now. They're being put in the tag division. Yes, and and this is what they used to do in All Japan all the time in the 90s. And it's very interesting how they are doing this with Donji and Ibushi. And, um, and it, it's another title that needs heating up because they need to have more drawing matches. Right. With the schedule they have this year, they need um, as many draws as possible. And with multiple tours, you need many draws as well. So they're already kind of heating up the Never title with Shingo. Uh, you got the junior title on Hiromu. And now they're getting ready to heat these tag titles up with uh, Tanahashi and Ibushi. Speaking of dates, September 30th, September, Osaka, G1 Climax 30. It starts in Osaka. They announced several dates, including the MSG return. August 22nd in, in, in called Russell Dynasty. Yeah, pretty excited about that. I was in New York for the G1 Supercard, that New Japan ROH show. And, you know, the New Japan part of that show was great. And I'm really excited that we're getting a full New Japan show this time. I am planning on heading out there in August. It's a few days after my birthday. So, be a perfect little birthday trip for me to go out there and watch some New Japan. Yeah, I, I'm planning on. I now have a little bit of an income, which factors into this, as well as it's in New York. Never been to New York, really, except for that one cruise trip where I left out of New York only for I was only in New York for a few hours, so. So I've never been to MSG, so might as well get a ticket, you know? You know, yeah. and and I think it's, the novelty factor is still there because this is New Japan's first show. And I don't think, and besides Bloodsport and Spring Break, the WrestleMania weekend shows are not doing well. Yeah, I haven't really 
seen all the ticket sales for WrestleMania weekend, but I know that the, the Lions Break show that New Japan is doing is uh, doing pretty good. I was looking at the tickets for that. Uh, but yeah, this Spring Break's going to do nuts. Yeah, Spring Break. I got Spring Break tickets. Uh, I'm excited for that. But yeah, this uh, Russell Dynasty show, I feel like with a full New Japan car, there will be like th- those people that are on the fence about WrestleMania weekend are gonna go to Russell Dynasty instead of WrestleMania. Right. Uh, but even I'm sure there'll, there'll be still some crossover. But uh, yes, with this being the first full New Japan show in MSG, I think it'll be a big deal. But at the same time, they still need to put together. Um, you know, a Wrestle Kingdom size card. They need to start uh, advertising talent and try yes. to advertise Wait. some matches. I know we have Which a lot. Which they of... won't do. Right. I know <laughs> we have a lot Japan. of. You know, they won't do until July and then so a month, six months worth of build in one month. Right. And yeah, there are a lot of big shows on the way there. You know, you got Sakura Genesis at the end of March. You got. Um, Dominion in June so there's some big shows that are coming up that are kind of in between this Wrestle Dynasty so I can understand why they can't announce a full card but at least for now start announcing talent you can announce hey there will be an IWGP title match no matter who the champion is so give something for the people to be excited about to draw those ticket sales right 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 and then also, World Pro Wrestling returns to Japanese BS TV Asahi Fridays at 8 p.m. in April. Big deal. Prime time. This all growth was happening at 2.45 in the morning at New Japan TV time. Right. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah, that's crazy. That for a long time now, like you mentioned, yeah, they've been in this weird kind of early morning time slot. I'm sure they weren't getting a ton of ratings from that, a ton of people watching that. Right. So this is a big deal. They're returning to prime time. Uh, This is not like the bigger TV Asahi. This is kind of like a... uh, Cable. Right. It's almost like, you know, if you had, uh, you know, ESPN2 kind of thing or like USA to NBC kind of thing. So it's not the the bigger TV Asahi, but it's still a great kind of deal for them. Prime time, Friday night. And more exposure, better for advertising, and it should help kind of increase the awareness of New Japan and just the popularity of the stars they have. Yes. Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay versus Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, this is a really good tag match here. Also kind of continuing the rivalry of um, Okada and Taichi that happened in New Beginning in Sapporo, as well as Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre. Sabre defeated Ospreay on Sapporo to retain the title, but then Ospreay... that was like that was like a fine one match. <laughs> yeah, I love that match. Uh, yeah, four point seven five for me. Definitely one of the top matches of the year thus far. But Ospreay did get some four point seven five for me too in my spreadsheet. Nice. But yeah, Osprey did get some revenge on Saber Eye, pinning him during one of the Road 2 shows, earning him a title shot, which happened today. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, Will Osprey is the new Rev Pro British Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. Oh, he did win it on the 14th. Yeah, today. Yep, as we're recording. Yeah, he defeated uh, Zack Saber. Oh. So. Very good. So you won it at the Rev Pro show. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, 
Jay White versus Sonata. I thought this was a little long, but still very good. Yeah, yeah, this it, it was fine for me. I, I felt it was too long, and it was just one of those things where I don't I don't think these guys have that great of chemistry together. I feel this like is not like the you're not one of those fans that are like ironically like like I hate these two, right? Right. No, I dude, I've been on the JY bandwagon for a while now and I've defended him several times on on my show and I, I overall I think JY is a great professional wrestler and when he with the right guy he can have a great You're match. not James Boyd. Right. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I like Sonata. I mean, Sonata's not one of my favorites, but I think he's very good, and he has a lot of great matches. Obviously, the, the Okada series was a, a series of great matches like last year. the first half of this match was just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the the problem is you, you have Jay, who's obviously, you know, healing it up, just doing the Bullet Club shenanigans, and Sonata also just kind of, you know, kind of lack of charisma and kind of stalling here in this match also. I feel with Sonata, he needs to wrestle somebody that's going to kind of push the pace for him and kind of make him work faster, like an Okada or a, a Zack Sabre. I just don't feel like these guys that really mesh that well. And uh, for, you know, almost 22 minutes here, it it, it was kind of long. But I do like the story of Sonata being the lone LIJ's member that has found zero success while everyone else th- is thriving. Yeah, also, yeah, they're telling a, a story here with Sonata. Uh, you know, he failed to win the Rev Pro title at Wrestle Kingdom. He's the only member of LIJ right now that doesn't have a title. So they're telling some story here. Um, not quite what sure. What title does Evil have? He's uh, one-third of the Never Six-Man Champions with Shingo and Bushi. Oh, yeah, they're going to keep that down on them. So. so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Sonata He's done really well in New Japan Cup the last few years. Last year, he was in the finals, almost won by defeating Okada, but he ended up losing. So this could be – the New Japan Cup could kind of be where he he rebounds this year. Hiromu versus Ryu Lee. This was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, this match was uh, freaking incredible from the opening bell, that, that German suplex sequence, and then into – that super long chop sequence back and forth and just all the wild and crazy spots these guys did. These guys were killing each other. You know, Hiromo really put, uh, you know, the neck to the test here in this match with a lot of his signature spots. Yeah, I, I really like this match. No Phoenix Plex in this match. Right. They they did tease it, though, at one point. Dragon Lee did get him in that position, and the crowd gasped. <laughs> I gasped. I was really nervous with that, but yeah, I did not hit it. Right. Did get him in the position, but but no Phoenix Plex. Um, I did have to make that note, but the chop war. Just fantastic stuff. Just the last three matches are fantastic. John Moxley, Minoru Suzuki, just wild. Yeah, I love this match, too. Wild and crazy brawl from the beginning with Suzuki and Moxley meeting in the ramp and brawling or doing the dueling brawl with the chairs and just brawling all over Osaka Joe Hall around ringside, going through tables, biting each other, uh, forearm shots. It was wild. 
Where did you have Roman Wave first off? Uh, a star rating? Star rating, yes. I went uh, 4.75 on that. I did too, and Moxley, Suzuki, I had 4.5. Same here. And I'm going to put that in my spreadsheet because I forgot to. <laughs> I, I I have the wherewithal to update my spreadsheet during the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have a spreadsheet. I just, I've been just using the Grapple app, plugging my star ratings there, and then keeping track that way. Yeah. Um, grab, I've been using the Grapple app, but sometimes it's hard to find when you're scrolling. Yeah. We're finding it. You can filter, but it's like heart, you know, sometimes. Right. But I like Grapple. That's my only gripe with it, honestly. Um, And then, but that John Moxley Minoru Suzuki magic is Suzuki smiling like a motherfucker. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, both these guys are just two crazy guys that love pain and love dishing out pain and you know, bashing table pieces over their heads and just, yeah, just loving the pain that they're both enduring. It was awesome. Yes. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. attacks Mox afterwards, blame him out with a Ref Pro Championship, chokes him out and stands tall. Mox didn't have the patch on at this point. Yeah, he, he lost that patch pretty early in that Suzuki match. Yeah, and he didn't miss a beat. And then Bullet Club arrives with Kenta. They shove down Rescue, so Rescue was like, fuck this. Go to the back, boys. And then Tetsuya and I Kenta. This was fucking good. I really like this match. The blood at the end was really good. Yeah, we're a little bit different opinion here. Uh, I was not in love with this match. Um, for me, it, it just took too long to kind of get started. We had a lot of stalling towards the beginning. It was like five minutes until, you know, they had the five-minute call and there still was no action. And just for me, there's a lot of stalling and just... I, I understand the stalling, but Kenta had so much heat that yeah. it, it sort of needed it. But right. once it got going, holy shit. It was yeah, I mean, the, great. The, the ending sequence was good, and obviously the, the accidental juice definitely helped. But overall, for me, this was not uh, what I, I was... I still rated it at 4.25. Okay, I was a little, a little bit lower on that. So I was uh, three and a half on this for me. I'm not insane, though. But I'm I've, not like I, a 4.5 match of the year level. Right. Like. But yeah, I, I've seen a lot of varying opinions on this match. There are some people who absolutely love it. They're Rich Cray rated it a 4.5. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I see. I see some other people kind of rating it in that higher four star range, and there are people like me who kind of have it in that lower three and a half uh, star range. And I'm in the middle. I'm like 4.25. Yeah, definitely for me. You know, I get no, where you're coming from with the stalling, but at the same time, I get why the stalling. Right place there because Kenta has so much heat. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely Kenta had a lot of heat. Also, they they drew that big crowd, and to me, like I felt like he had like he enough. Deserved to fuck around. Right. Well, for me, I, I just felt like he had enough heat, kind of coming into the match, 
and I don't think it was really that necessary to, to get more. Uh, I think they were kind of at the, at the. And Naito was fucking around. It was fucking great. I loved that drama. Maybe yeah, I don't know. want the action. When they make you want and eager, and it made you want to fucking, fucking, fucking itch for it. That 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 is what the energy of wrestling's about. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I wasn't feeling the energy here. I was I was kind of bored by this match. I, I felt there's a lot of parts where it kind of dragged on, and just compared to other IWGP title matches, I felt like this was one of the weaker ones that we've had in in quite some time. All right, I agree to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> we can Let's definitely talk have... about the uh, retirement shows slash road shows. Alrighty. Tiger Hattori Retirement Event, February 19th. This is on uh, uh, Wednesday. Toa Hanare, Tomakiyama, and Togi Makabe versus the all-young line team of Gabriel Kidd, Yuri Yamura, and Yotasuji. Gabriel Kidd has been really impressing. Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, interesting to see him in action. He's had some quite a few singles matches during the Road 2 Shores and during this new beginning tour. And then you're more uh, don't let Vince McMahon see him. <laughs> Which one is don't let Vince McMahon see him? I think it's Suji that's like don't let Vince see him. Yeah, Suji is a really tall kind of big guy. Suji is like Vince, don't don't let Vince see this guy. He's fucking jacked. Right. Second match: Will Ospreay showing you versus versus Taguchi, Rocky Romero, and Tiger Mask. Fun little six man. Yeah. I'm not going to predict the winner here. These are all six man, six and eight mans. Yeah, and they're this they're kind of building up the the title match between Sho and Yo and Rocky and Taguchi here. Yeah. Um third match is Yoshihashi, David Finley and Juice Robinson versus Bushi, Hiromu and uh Evil I thought the Nakanishi show was in Corrigan Hall. It says on the Tiger Minabu Nakanishi final in Corrigan Hall, and then and then one. Oh, it says one. Oh. Yeah, so it's the first of his four retirement matches. Oh, okay. The first of four retirement matches. The th- Dads versus Suzuki Goon. That should be good. Yeah, it should be kind of a, a you know a brawling style match here, and kind of a good way for these uh, for Nakanishi to kind of go out. Tiger Tori retirement match one, what? He's not even retiring on his retirement show. Well, he, I think he, he's doing the the last that's this match and the sixth match. Oh, oh, the sixth match. Okay. Kokabana, Toriano, Kodobuchi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus. Bad Luck Folly, Jay White, Tom Tonga, and Tagaloa. Yeah, so obviously continuing that Tana Bushi rivalry with G.O.D. And then Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto versus Shingo, Tetsuya Naito, and Sanada. Yeah, should be a solid main event. Six great guys there. And then a lot of tears during the Tiger Hattori retirement. Then we get to the beef, the 220. 
New Japan Roadshow. First match, 15-minute time limit. Yota Suji, don't let Vince see him, versus Gabriel Kidd. Yeah, should be a fun one. I think Suji will pick up the win. Yeah, he's the, the more senior young lion. I'll be shocked if Kidd picks up the win. Yeah. Um, Yomura, Osprey, Yoshihashi, and Goto versus Kanemaru, Desperado, Taichi, and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, interesting match there. I'm guessing uh, Yumura will take the fall since he's the, the only young line in this match. Kokoban, Toriano, and Okada versus Hanari, Hanra, and Makabe. Hanari's probably taking the fall. Yeah, or, I mean, if they really want to, they could have Hanari maybe pin somebody like Yano or Kabana. Yeah. They could. Tiger Mask, Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Tenzan, and Nakanishi versus all of LIJ. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to that match. Yeah, it should be a good one. I love LIJ multiplayer matches. They are the most uh, cohesive unit in New Japan, and their multiplayer matches are always fun. Four man Finjus and Ibusha Tana. Ibusha Tana. <laughs> versus Fale, Jay White. Tangaloa Tamatanga. Yep, continuing to heat up that tag title feud. Coaches versus Rapunky 3K Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. Yeah, this should be a great matchup. These two teams faced off in the Super Junior Tag League last year. It was one of the better matches of the tournament. And this should be a lot of fun here, especially in Cork and Hall. semi-main event spot. I'm expecting this one to be really entertaining. And then seven... In Corrigan Hall. This should be nuts. (laughs) Which which match will be better? In Portland, Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee, or this match? In Corrigan Hall, Ishii Shingo. I'm going with... Mike said Lee Dijakovic. I know he loves Lee Dijakovic. But I went Ishii Shingo. Because in Corrigan Hall, they are going to go fucking nuts. Yeah, Ishii and Shingo, man. These guys are going to kill it. They they have great matches with each other. We saw them in the G1, what they can do. And here in this Cork and Hall main event setting for the Never title, you know, Shingo is promising this to... This is the Never title. Holy shit. Yeah, Shingo is promising to... Title, so this is, they're just going to be throwing four on some lariats. Yeah, it's going to be... going to be your Haas match here. Not to say that the Jaguar Glee won't be good. We'll preview that later. New Japan Road, part two. February 21st. Cargan Hall. Gabriel Kidd and Tiger Mask versus Yumura and Suji. So Gabriel Kidd will get a win because Tiger Mask is on his team. Yep. And then, show, yo, Finn Juice versus Suzuki Goon. Yeah, so obviously kind of continuing, even though the, the title match is the night before, kind of continuing Sho and Yo against uh, Kanemaru and Esperado. Great Bash heel and Tohanari versus Yoshiaji a bag of socks. <laughs> um, Damon's my friend, so gotta shout him out. Um, Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, should be a, a decent match. And then the New Japan Dads versus 
Jay White, Battle of Kapali, Jadon Ghetto. This should be the weakest of the uh, New Japan Dads matches. Yeah, anytime you have Jado and Gato in a match, I don't expect much from those guys. And Fale. Fale. White will give him a good effort. Not in this match. Um, Rocky Battle of Chaos versus LIJ. If we weren't sick of this feud, Rocky Romero, Will Ospreay, and Kazuchika Okada versus Hiromu, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Yes, it's a big match here and an opportunity for Ospreay or Okada to pin Naito and state claim for a future title shot. Yeah. Taguchi, Cabana, and Yano versus the 20th champions. We are already at 20 champions for the Never Open Weight titles. <laughs> the Briscoes and Yano were the first champions. Yeah. Bushi, Evil, Chingo. Yeah, they've done a great job with this unit of Bushi, Evil, and Chingo. Uh, they looked really good during the Fantastic Mania tour. Had a successful defense already. This is their second defense. Uh, this should be a very entertaining match, especially with Taguchi, Cabana, and Yano on one side. They're going to be doing a lot of shenanigans, a lot of antics. And then Tomatonga and Tangaloa, the 85th IWGP Tag Team Champion, versus Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, this should be another solid main event. I'm hoping Ibushi and Tanahashi win. And elevate those, yeah, elevate those tag titles, and we can get some interesting tag team title matches down the line. And then we have the Nakanishi retirement show: Gabriel Kidd and Tiger Mask versus Yomura and Yotsuji. Yeah, so expecting another Tiger Mask win there. Rocky Romero, Raisuke Kaduji, Cole Cabana, and Toriano versus Kanemaru, Desperado, Taichi, and. Minoru Suzuki, Sho, Yo, and Toa versus Bushi, Hiromu, and Sonata. And then David Finley, Juice Robinson, Toki Ra- Magbe, and Tomoaki Hama versus Tango Oa, Tomataka, Jay Way, and Battle Kwale. And we have Shingo, Evil, and Tetsuya Naito versus Will Ospreay, Bag of Socks, and, uh, and uh, Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> and then the sixth match is the All-Star team versus third-gen All-Stars. Yeah, this should be uh, really this great. This should have a and, lot of heat to it. <laughs> yeah, this will be a lot of fun, especially when you get um, you know Nagata and Kojima in there with this All-Star team of Goto, Ibushi, Tana, and Okada. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we'll get a flying Nakanishi because why why the fuck not? Because it's just a fucking retirement match and we'll get flying Nakanishi. Of course. Because we'll get flying Nakanishi. Let's talk about AEW. Blow me up like dynamite! <laughs> yeah, man, let's get into it. AEW dynamite starts with JR. Excalibur, Tony on commentary. Dark Order cuts a promo. Can Dark Order go away like Bray Wyatt? Have you heard my feelings about Bray Wyatt? 
Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big Bray Wyatt fan either, especially now with the whole uh, Fiend He's gimmick. He's like, has tried to turn me around on Bray Wyatt. I'm not having it. <laughs> tries to convince me it's good every week. I'm not having it. Yeah. It's, and he tries to convince me on the Dark Order, and I'm not having it. But this, I got to add another match to the spreadsheet, 212, because this match was good. Yes, opening match here. Uh, Omega and Hangman defending against SCU. Great opener. Ton of action. Um, also continuing to tell a story with... I have Hangman both and- their matches. I had their match from 122 at four stars as well. Yeah, I think I went... I might have went four and a quarter on the first match, and then I was uh, four stars flat here. Obviously, the first match was a little bit longer on the boat. Uh, this one, 13 minutes. Yeah, the one on the boat was really good, too. Yeah, so another Both great... Both four stars for me, so... Yeah, a great match. Definitely a notebook match here. And then the Dark Order arrives, but so do best friends. Butcher and the Blade. Evans and Helico and the Bucks. Yeah, huge brawl here to preview that Tag Team Battle Royals coming next week. Um, JR and Santana promo. Yeah, this was great. We saw last week just the, the promo skills of Santana and what he can do on the mic. And this was another great opportunity here for him to sit down with JR and just kind of telling the story uh, about his father um, and being blind and losing him and uh, promising Mox to, you know, be in the dark as well. Yes, and then Jr. turned it around on him, and then Santana was being a dick, which gave Santana layers of character, which was important. Yeah. Then the Darby Allen video, which was really good, and it was really over. The crowd was hot all night. Yeah, great crowd. Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. Who would have thought that a Dustin Jake Hager match? would be fucking over. Yeah, and that's just a testament to this company and their storytelling and their booking and just their deliberate plans of Who getting certain people this order. This company's booking is bad. Who? Who in their right mind? The uh, the Fed Defense Squad, man. Fed Defense Squad. Fuck the Fed Defense Squad. <laughs> you know me. I like to say the fuck word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a fun match. Obviously, the, the main point here was to give Dustin a big win in his home city and for him to challenge Jake Hager. Yes. Yes, he challenges Jake Hager, and then Britt Baker. <laughs> you do not disparage the name of Whataburger in Texas. Joe Lanza perfectly described it. On the Thursday TV reviews. Yeah, this was a, another home run promo from Brent Breaker. Flint. Yeah, she went out there and killed it. She got mega heat. Uh, the crowd was just booing her like crazy during the whole promo. I, I I heard reports that you could not hear what she was saying in the building. It only came through on TV because they were booing her so loud. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And then... He mocks Tony like God. Rip Baker, spin out fire. 
<laughs> Rio and Nyla Rose. This was the best AEW women's match in history. Yeah, this match was awesome. Um, a lot of drama here with obviously Riho being the small competitor and pulling out a lot of big moves. Um, some snap dragons, Northern Light Suplex, German Suplex, and just kind of a great back and forth, you know, your David versus Goliath style matchup here. Yes. But I wish you should have struggled a little more with the suplexes. Yes. Yes. And then fuck all the people that saying all the transphobes. Fuck all the transphobes. Yeah, just ridiculous the the comments that were. Disgusting. And then Dustin Rhodes called them out, which was great. I saw that on Twitter today. Uh, I missed that today. I got to check that out. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes called them out. I saw that on my Twitter feed. And then post-match, Nyla talked shit on Kenny and others backstage. He knows all of Tony Khan. It was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho announced that week he has a bounty hunter to take out Cobb, Moxley, and it's Jeff fucking Cobb. Yeah, huge news here. Uh, Jeff Cobb coming to All Elite Wrestling. And he's still wrestling for Ring of Honor and Bloodsport on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, so yeah, he doesn't have an exclusive contract with anybody right now. He does have a lot of appearances coming up. Uh, some PWG, like you mentioned, Bloodsport, some other indies. Um, some ROH, so yeah, he's not under exclusive deal yet, but I know AEW has had their eye on him for a while, and I have a feeling after he finishes up with all in his indie stuff, they'll probably look to sign him full-time. MJF Jungle Boy. <laughs> My favorite part of this ride. You got a real man? <laughs> yeah, uh, MJF taunting Brandy. Uh, it was so immature, but so MJF. <laughs> and um, MJF gets the ring from Wardlow and then Wardlow lays out Jungle Boy post-match um, yeah, with, with a shitty looking move <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned about Wardlow next week but Cody will carry him because Cody's the savior of our lives yeah, it should be an interesting matchup there with Wardlow and Cody. I think Cody's probably going to just let Wardlow ragdoll him for most of the match. Um, so, we have single Pac video package. This was great. Next week's, next week's Dynamite. Holy shit. Cody Wardlow, Moxley Cobb, Kenny... Page, Lucha Bros, and number one contender tag Battle Royal. So we have our tag title match set, Cody MJF probably set. We'll have our build to our world title match. Holy shit. Yeah, AW, they're doing great. Uh, I'm loving the build to Revolution. And then our go-home show will have a 30-minute Iron Man match. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Nuts. And then it's time to sing along with Judas. Yes, we have uh, yeah Jericho coming out, crowd sing along time. Jericho, 
John Moxley, Santana. And Santana and Ortiz's song is pretty catchy. Oh, yeah, I love their theme song. Andrew Rich is probably a mark for it. (laughs) Um, Death Rider. And Santana's done. Yeah, Santana looked looked good here in this match. It was a good stylistic change for the show. With the brawling and stuff like that. Not as good as the Minoru Suzuki brawl. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, still kind of a good brawl here and a good story with towards the end with um you I know, like the, how they're building all these matches. Yeah. Instead of just saying, Jericho, I'm gonna get this crony. Oh, I'm gonna get this crony. And you get a crony, and you get a crony. <laughs> like Oprah. So Sammy hits a six thirty. Um Judas effect. And then Jeff Cobb hits the tour of the islands. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see Cobb next week on Dynamite. Well, me up by Dynamite. <laughs> NXT TakeOver Portland, Oregon. How do you think the crowd's going to be? Uh, I think they'll be hot. I mean, I think NXT fan base, for the most part, are still pretty hot crowds. And TakeOver crowds. This- the, the crowd for last week's NXT and Full Sail was suck. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch this past week's NXT yet, but I did hear reports the crowd was not as hot as they normally are, and I don't know what's up with that, but um, takeover crowds are normally usually hot. It's going to be interesting. This is not a you know big four weekend, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of crowd we get here. So... Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Street Fight. Yeah, they've done a great job kind of building this rivalry up with, you know, Dakota Kai turning on Tegan Knox during the war games and just kind of the back and forth they've had over the last uh, several weeks now. Um, and they had that wild brawl on NXT TV. So this should be uh, another wild and kind of crazy brawl and kind of a big match and a great spot for Dakota and Tegan to kind of shine here. Uh, I'm I'm thinking Tegan Knox is going to get the win here and get some revenge from Dakota turning on her. Yeah, I I agree with that. Tegan Knox is Goldie coming back to Champa. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, Adam Cole has kind of been you know the top guy since they've been on USA and they've kind of been all behind undisputed era, but they've kind of been building this Champa match. For a while now, since Ciampa's returned, and... I think they're putting it on Ciampa. Yeah, I thought this was going to be WrestleMania weekend, but, yeah, I think now's the time to put it on Ciampa, especially we don't know how long he has with that neck, so, yeah, they should probably switch the belts here. Yeah. Broserweights versus Undisputed Era. One, two, three. Broserweights. Yes, Broserweights. <laughs> we got... We got a... We got to do the buddy comedy while it's hot. Yeah, and yeah, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, incredible wrestlers. Uh, clearly, there are no singles. Your main eventing with Belair and Ripley, right? What's that? Your main eventing with Belair and Ripley, right? Uh, I don't know what the main event. I thought they were, were going to main event with Cole and uh, Ciampa. 
I think they're main eventing with Bel Air Ripley because of the implications on the Raw SmackDown. Mm, they they could do that. Let's talk about it when we get to that match. Finn okay. Balor, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, this should be uh, another great matchup here. Obviously, Gargano coming back. He wants revenge after uh, Balor kind of dropped him on his head there and took him out for quite some time. These guys are two great in-ring workers. You know, Johnny Takeover always has great matches on NXT Takeovers. So this should be, uh, you know, a notebook match here. And I think I'm going with uh, Gargano to get a big win I'm here. I'm going to go with Bauer. Oh, okay. He'll need to win on the show. Because Ripley's going to win. Berzowicz, Trampa, Knox. Djakovic is sort of a heel, so I think Dominic Djakovic, because you're calling Lee up. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, you're calling Keith Lee up. You saw the reaction he got at the Rumble. You had him go face-to-face with Brock fucking Lesnar. That's true. I just don't know what they're going to do with him, but and they, they just put the North, North American title on him. I uh, know. I, I feel like he was. He's gonna retain here. We disagree. Ripley Belair. You're keeping it on Raw. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like yeah, it would make obviously make more sense to keep it on Raya because she's challenging Charlotte, and there are the rumored plans of Rhea versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. But the one thing that we have to keep in mind, they kind of have been making Bianca Belair kind of the third wheel in the story. And I'm wondering if they're doing it on purpose to make you think Rhea's going to win, but then Bianca actually wins. And then Rhea has to find a way to get the belt back before Mania to face Charlotte. Right. Or make it a triple threat. Right. But, I hate that. I hate that story. Yeah, no. but I, I'm going to go with the safe bet and just say Ripley's going to retain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ripley's going to retain. I mean, we're guaranteeing a Charlotte appearance on this show. Right? Yeah, I would think so. Either post-show attack or something like that. Yeah. And then next week is Super Showdown. Which I will not be watching. Which we won't be watching, but we have five five matches. Good God, the Miz and John Morrison versus New Day. We have a Garnway match for the Two Ike Trophy. Rusev, R-Truth, Eric Rowan, Bobby Lashley, Andrade, and AJ Styles. I just want to see Brock Lesnar throw around Ricochet. Oh, that's probably exactly what's going to happen. I do not want to see a cage match between King Corbin and Roman Reigns. And I do not want to see The Fiend versus Goldberg. Because that's going to be a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, it's going to be not great. <laughs> like, they're going to put the title back on Goldberg... They have Reigns win, aren't they? Well, I'd rather 
Goldberg Reigns at Mania than Reigns and Bray, so I'd be fine. I'd with rather that. have that too. That's <laughs> the funny part. That's the funny ass part about the whole fucking thing. Because it would be a better match. Yeah, definitely. Because Psst, Bray Wyatt fucking sucks. <laughs> Agreed. You know. Plugs, Jeremy. Plugs, yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy L. Donovan, uh, a co-host of Keeping It Strong Style. It's the New Japan podcast here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We drop every Tuesday, me and the young boy, Josh Smith. You can follow the show at KI Strong Style on Twitter. And just check out Social Suplex. You can subscribe to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice. Make sure you leave us a rating and review and check out our homepage, socialsuplex.com. Yes, you covered it all. You can find Get in the Ring at GITR Wrestle. You can follow Get in the Ring on Facebook at Get in the Ring on the Social Suplex. I barely update that page. <laughs> but, but you can follow it. When I do update it, it has likes on it. So, hey, and you can follow my Instagram at dcookiepunk43, and you can follow my main Twitter at djdcooks, and you can follow my radio show at Hard and Heavy uh, on Hard and Heavy MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. I used to do Get in the Ring on Monco Radio, so yeah, that that will do it for Get in the Ring this week. For Jeremy Donovan, this is Danny Google for Beats Mike and Joe Gagney. This is DJD Cooks saying so long, farewell, Avida and goodbye. Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJD Cooks and Beats Mike on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We'll act like that never happened. <laughs> I am here with Beast Mike and Joe Gagney. As the stream is restarting several times over. Um, this It says the error is viewers will experience buffering as it's not going to maintain a, a smooth stream. I don't care at this point. Um... Um, it says it has no data at one point. Um, can you hear me at least? Sure can. I can hear you loud and clear. I, I just got ambitious tonight. Um, I was mm. like, I did this post-Wrestle Kingdom. And, um, I'm just going to switch Wi-Fi networks during this whole thing. And, you know, 
and do this shit. Oh. Oh. That fucking fucked it up. Fuck. Sorry. So, whenever you're ready. So, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I apologize. <coughs> um, so, Get in the Ring is here live in person at mm-hmm. the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am here with Beast Mike. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I know we've been trying to get things up and running. Hope everyone's up and running, whether you're listening... Via Social Suplex Network, whether you're listening with uh, eventually with the feeds that are coming up, whether you're listening on on YouTube with the streams, everything else that's that's uh, this is going to be an editing nightmare. It probably will be, but the, the end game is that at least it's going to be up and running, and, and we're we're off to the races here. So how's everybody doing out there? Yes, and I have Joe Gagney with me. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Who has probably been a part of many audio nightmares. <laughs> Not the literal big audio nightmare. Well, they've been on that show too, but yeah. <laughs> you have been uh, on that show, so. So, it completes the cycle. Um, It says it has no data. I'm just going to end it. R.I.P. stream. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to edit it and put it up there eventually. So, no. before, before we get go any further, so... Joe's been kind of uh, you could just kind of talking that Joe's a OG of the you, the wrestling streams, the wrestling podcast. So, so tell us about, about the tell the listeners out there about what you do and what kind of podcasts we can, we can uh, we've, you've had in the past. Oh, uh, the longest one is uh, Joe versus the World, created all the way back in 2006 when podcasts were not even remotely uh, the the force of medium that they are now, and I. Kind of had a nice market share to myself because there just weren't that many of the things. Which, uh, but uh, been doing that kind of on and off for a long time. The main venture right now is the Five Star Match Game. You can find it at the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Kind of a well different than most. Kind of the it's a wrestling quiz show. I have three contestants on. We play a bunch of trivia games about usually about one topic. I've done shows on Lucha Libre, New Japan. WCW, you know, certain, uh, you know, WrestleMania. PWG. We just had one. The yep, PWG, PWG one with the Curse of the Gorilla Island one was yes. one of the most memorable ones. Yes, we had three Irish people on to discuss uh, SoCal Indies. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's kind of the big one uh, right now. Those shows, are they're short. They're kind of evergreen. You can check them out. Just search up uh, Five Star Match Game, part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Yes, and 
he does Funtime Arcade too. Yeah, that's I'm still trying to get that back uh, going there too. I'm working on a new review. It's been a long time since I had a new uh, episode uploaded, but if those are all on YouTube. There's uh, I've got uh, like 60 episodes worth. It's all about wrestling video games, long time reviews. Okay. Uh, you name it, just kind of. We've probably covered it so far, but there's uh, more to cover. Hopefully, we'll get going back on that pretty soon. Those are kind of the three big projects right now. I'm a wrestling gamer, so I'm totally into. So, what's what's your favorite wrestling game of all time? All time, uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling Two. Okay. Ooh. Word. I, okay, I like that one. I, I like the first one I remember playing was uh, was WrestleMania on the PC, and uh, but my my favorite wrestling game of all time is still WWF No Mercy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's certainly. I'm, I'm, I'm a big WWF No Mercy guy. The, the, the graphics, the engine, I, like I love the, how they kind of redid the WrestleMania 2000 story. I like the, the whole flow around it. Like that was that's what brought it to me. Yeah, yeah. All those games are kind of I don't want to say interchangeable, but they're all kind of one big block of games. So that you know, mm-hmm. pretty much all of them are like valid picks for the best game ever. Didn't like yep. Virtual Pro Wrestling. What year did Virtual Pro Wrestling come out? Uh. Virtual, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think it was 2000. Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. Yeah, I want to say it was. Yeah, I want to say it was that. Yeah, it was the Japanese version of No Mercy, yeah. wasn't it? With like Japan. Yeah, it was a uh, Japan only release. You had to get a little uh, adapter to play it if you wanted to uh, play it on your N64. Yeah, it was. It had Kobashi. Um, yeah, it had the All Japan license, then a bunch of other federations. You just kind of had to play around with the guys to um, get them to look properly. Yeah, yeah, Kawada. So you could do the fucking Kawada kicks. Yeah, you could do, yeah, it had like all the prime All Japan guys and a bunch of legends. And, you know, you just had like FMW and New Japan at the time. And, uh, yeah, and a bunch of, a bunch of shoot style guys, too. I've always had a soft spot for King of Coliseum, too. Mm, okay. I haven't really driven uh, div- uh, that uh, dove into those I can't kind of games. Yeah, I can't say I played the play the game. Um, it's a PlayStation Two. It's done by Spike Kushnoff, um, the the um, creators of Fire Pro Wrestling, and it was the three D Fire Pro Wrestling essentially. Okay, basically, yeah. Um, we're, we're really doubling into wrestling video games. This is why I love Joe, because he knows <laughs> literally every, almost everything. He's like Alan Farrell, <laughs> almost, except less Irish. A little bit. <laughs> and a lot more Boston, because he is from Fall Ironic, River. Boston being an, ironically, Boston being an Irish city. I, ironically, yes. A little less Irish. Yeah, I'm about an hour west of uh, Boston, and uh, not Irish, but Are you yeah, I think the point right. means. Am I correct in that assumption? Uh, which assumption? What the Fall River, Massachusetts? Uh, no, not quite. About uh, around Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, so. yeah. Oh, Worcester. Okay. We've talked about this before, and and um, well, I know once we get going, it's like yeah, yeah, you know. But the mm-hmm. Voices of Wrestling Match of the Year poll. Um, a poll that's so polarizing, it's polarizing. <laughs> so last week, we did numbers about 116, 216. to 20, 
Or 260, yeah. There was a bunch of matches that got like one vote. Uh, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Whoever did that. <laughs> I, I think somebody... It was I a think, joke somebody vote. Knows you. It was a joke vote. Yeah, I, it had to be a joke vote, yeah. Either that or somebody knows you and they were trying to troll you because we, we know of your obvious uh, affection for The Fiend. Uh, or like rough. And, my, my obvious affection for and, The Fiend is... We'll, we'll get to it on SmackDown. Yeah, so... We did all the way up to number 26, and now we're at the top 25. We're getting down to serious business now. And 25 starts with Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano 2. This, this was the takeover 25. Because this I thought over this, was the, uh, this was the WrestleMania weekend match. <laughs> I no, didn't this, even this, know this was a... on the WrestleMania weekend match. Yeah, I'm this was takeover 25. <laughs> this was the one that Cole won clean. Uh, but with no interference, and this this was a straight up this match. This was a good match too. A this, lot of it really drama. Yes, but the WrestleMania really was match sort of surpassed it. Your thoughts, Joe? Uh, I was there live for the, actually both of the the uh, Cole Gargano matches, and uh, okay. yeah, I, I had this one just a slight bit below, but um, no, this was a, a tremendous. Uh, Back and forth match. I never really, I never really revisited it because I just remember that live experience—the crowd wanting Cole to win so bad, and then yeah, just going nuts with it. Yeah, the same way with the uh, Johnny Gargano Andrade. I've never revisited it. I, I didn't revisit it till like two years later. Mm. Because because yeah, we watched it on a match of the like greatest match of all time list. Uh, we uh, that's when we, I think was that your first time that you rewatched it? Yeah, that was the first time because it okay. was like. Because I was like, I was like, I was like, you know. You can't, you, you can't bother that crowd emotion up like that. A match that good. And we expected it to be great, but it surpassed, I think, everyone's can you, expectations. Can you imagine if you're Alan Farrell and you were there for both number one and number two? Ooh. He was there for both Shingo and Will. We're spoiling number one and number two, but you, you know what was number one and number two if you read the article already. Um. And star Devlin. You were, wow. and I've asked him like, which man do you like better? And he's like, I can't choose. <laughs> no and kidding. That's not a cop out <laughs> answer. No, I, in this case, I think it's perfectly, perfectly understandable, justifiable answer. I, I, I would understand why he wouldn't be able to choose uh, between which match was was hot or which match was the better match because. Those were two classics that, that he saw in the span of what? Four months? Four months, yeah. 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 So we'll get to those matches in a bit. Um, number twenty four, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, another classic. This was the AEW This was that, that what, the death match? Yeah, that the no, death match. Not sanctioned death match. Where that was violent and the bar from the barbed wire board to the, that was incredibly violent. It was a sideshow act. I would definitely. It was a spectacle. Um, yeah, I think that's more. That's probably right. I rated it at four and a quarter. Um, it divided a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has a place in wrestling, and. Omega willing to do anything to get his revenge on Moxley, you know. Mm-hmm. Joe, your thoughts? Uh, I actually never saw it. I never saw that pay-per-view because I remember being <clears throat> out of town uh, via 
day it aired, and I just never caught up with it. So I, I have nothing to add. I heard, heard a lot about it, and uh, it was funny. I think I was actually watching a Big Japan show the same night this show aired. I think the Big Japan and Sumo Hall show, which oh, and everyone was talking about, had like grotesque things. Yeah, it was just like so <laughs> grotesque. And Dave Meltzer's talking. This is like Big Japan times five. I was like, oh my god, what the? What on earth did they do? But apparently that was they, not the no, case. No, they had mouse traps. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is the signature part being the barbed wire board, the the suplex into the barbed wire board on the stage. I would say the signature part of the of the, the uh, barbed wire circus ma- vibe. Yeah, into the yeah of the Moxley Omega match, and of course the paradigm shift into the concrete, into the into the wood of of the ring. I think I think part of the match that did well last year, the Asami Kodaka versus who was it? The Kodaka versus somebody. Hmm. That would finish in top twenty-five last year. It's going to kill me, so I'm gonna. So Audrey Cooks is looking that up. The number 20, we're 23 now. And that match is, and just to go over the uh, the, the voting and how the voting went down, of uh, Cole Gargano with 76 overall points, uh, 10 total votes, and a first place vote. We had a Moxley versus Omega with uh, 78 overall points, 15 total votes, and the highest, highest vote was third. Josh Barnett versus Minoru Suzuki from GCW on April 4th. Blood so this sport. is WrestleMania weekend. So, okay, so it's Bloodsport. 79-16, and it did get a first-place vote. It finished second. It was the Takeda. It was, it was a top-ten match. It was Takeda Kodaka match. And I was tempted to vote for it because that was the best death match I've ever seen. It wasn't anything close to that, but, you, mm-hmm. you know. Moxley Omega, but. Those still quality matches, what he is saying here. This match was a fucking shoot. <laughs> we're talking Barnett versus Suzuki, or we're going to number 22 on the list? Mox, I mean Barnett versus Suzuki. This match was a shoot. It, it was a great fight. They were fucking slapping each other. They were fucking, 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 fucking beating the shit out of each other. They were wrestling. Great finish. Both looked like masters. It was fucking great. Did you watch this match, Joe? Uh, no, never saw it. I was there Mania weekend. Didn't make it to Bloodsport. Uh, I know people who just adore that show and uh, and this match, so I, I'm not surprised it ranked this high. Yeah. Takuya Nomura versus Yuji Okabayashi. It had one first place vote, the uh, Josh Brown and Minoru Suzuki, 79 points, 16 total votes. This Takuya Nomura versus Yuji Okabayashi had 12 votes, three first place votes, 81 points. This is BJW on July 21st. Joe, did you happen to see this match? I have not. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I remember seeing it. liked it a lot. Uh, a little surprised it ranked this high, but I thought it was a very good match. The story was um, about his arm, apparently. 
Um, so, Dragon Lee Will Ospreay. 21. As we noted last week, Ospreay was all over the list last week with a, a lot of great matches. Yeah, this well, one had eight. Will fucking Ospreay. If you're like, <laughs> um, Will Ospreay's on the. Will Ospreay's actually bad. You had a bad week last week. Okay. Uh, the Ospreay, Zach Sabre Jr. match that was very good, and this list. The year of Ospreay, which was, was like, Will's like, and another one, and another one, and another one. DJ Khaled Challenge, yep. It was, uh, this is uh, this match here got 85 overall points, 18 total votes, and its highest voting was third. This took place on June 9th yeah, in New was, Japan. This was fun. This was a fun match. Um, a lot of mix of like tremendous pacing, athleticism, and um, just they just worked together well. Joe? Yeah, I kind of for, almost forgotten about in the wake of the best of the Super Juniors and mm. <clears throat> Osprey going on to win the title. And yeah, just, I mean, both guys are nuts and they, they showed it here. And just, um, yeah, if, if you don't remember this one, check it out because it's excellent. Yeah, it is. It's always amazing to see Osprey battle people who can match his speed. And, and, that, and that's the speed level that, that he puts on, that frenetic pace that he has at, at moments in his match. And, Dragon Lee's certainly one of the best cruiserweights in the world. It could certainly do that. So, yeah, it, it's it's special what they Lee do. Brought it this, brought it this week with Hiromo. Ryu Lee. Mm. I I mean, <laughs> they changed his name. My God, twenty. Joe Janela, David Starr. This was beyond from Beyond Wrestling and. It got 89 overall points, 13 total votes, and two first place votes. This was fucking awesome. This was the best pace Iron Man match of all fucking time. There wasn't a minute of downtime. It was a garbage. It was a garbage match filled with insane spots, and like there wasn't a minute of downtime. It was all action in that 60 minutes. Joe, you agree with me? I was there live for this match as well. Um, I mean, this probably had the highest degree of difficulty of any match on this list because you have to do an Iron Man match, which is tough because you're going an hour. This match also had like a lot of garbage spots built in, and it also had to blow off a years long feud, and it, it accomplished everything. I mean, like, I mean, easily this match flies by. I really rarely ever say that, but. Uh, no, this is the fastest hour you'll ever watch, and just endlessly entertaining, and just kind of a superlative effort from both guys. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. From seed lining, nine, not number nineteen, eleven, two, four first place votes, ninety points, nine votes. I think this is a viewer's votes in the top twenty. Arisa Nakajima versus Nane Takahashi. Did anyone see this? <laughs> I can't pass no, up. No, I'm sorry, but I mean that's the the benefit of a list like this is. Well, no, I have something I can go try and track down. Apparently, yeah, great really. match. I would probably wouldn't have really known about otherwise. Yeah, Don Fox is somebody I trust. Um, he said it was a great match, so I'm glad we're gonna see this. Lucha Bros. Young Bucks, a match I've definitely seen. Yeah, I definitely saw this one. August thirty first. 
in Chicago, that ladder war. This was this was definitely one of my top. In my, I think it was like ninth uh, in terms of my on my list, um, ninth or tenth. Because that one, Lee Djokovic too, I think the one Djokovic won were kind of nine and ten there. This was wild. <laughs> this was absolutely wild. This match was that. Uh, it seemed. I think what made this match as good as it was. And by the way, this got 92 overall points, 20 votes, and a high vote was second. I think what made this match as good as it was was the fact that it was kind of a can you top this? As, as both teams kind of put on like, okay, I, I'm going to do this, and let's see what you got to top it. And I'm going to do this, see what you got to top it. I'm not sure you could top it at destroyer spot. Off the ladder through the table. I, I don't think you could, I don't think you could have topped that if you tried in this match. I was and like, they tried. are you kidding me? That, that, that's how this this match was absolutely insane. Joe, um, I, I, I mean you can't deny it. it's a great match, uh, almost begrudgingly. But I've seen so many Young Bucks Lucha Brothers matches and ladder matches in you general. Grow numb. I, I did. I probably was a bit numb to this one. That's fair. Yeah, I I, I grew numb, but the Canadian Destroyer just fucking got me out of my seat. Pop. A match I've seen, and, and Joe, did you see Pacizzi? Oh yeah, this uh, made uh, my top ten. Oh, this ma- match had one first place vote, twenty-one votes, ninety-eight points. Pac is a prick a- <laughs> in this. <laughs> it took place literally uh, Pac two years is ago. Is a prick. <laughs> this took place two days after a year ago, two days ago, actually February tenth of last year. Uh, but yeah, Pac, Pac is a great heel. Pac is absolutely a great heel. No matter where he is, he's a great heel. Kata Star Wayne's um, Kizzy, Kizzy just shines in this match. Um, he felt cool. Um, in in this promotion, which he never really felt, you know, and. And that tombstone from the second rope, that was the sickest spot of the, <laughs> of the year, non-deathmatch division. Would you say? Tombstone from the second rope. Joe? Uh, I mean, yeah, this was kind of a perfect blend. You have the perfect heel and the perfect underdog baby face. It was a very emotional, uh, excellent kind of match there, and... Uh, yeah, that was my favorite Dragon Gate match of uh, 2019. And I was just dealing quotes from Mike Spears because Mike Spears is a great writer. And, and um, yeah, this match was great, though. I was like... Uh, I've actually I've actually found the Tombstone spot. Somebody actually put it up on YouTube. I'm actually watching it over the, the, the Tombstone from the second row. <laughs> oh! Yup! Yup! Oh, that landing! Oh no, that landing! I'm gonna seek out that match to watch it later. But that that, ow, it landed on the top of his neck. Oh, there was, there was no way for kids for Kizzy to break the break his fall. Doesn't Dragon Gate have that policy now that if you don't watch it in seven days, it goes away? On their network, yeah, they have oh to. Oh my god, that fucking sucks. I mean, it comes yeah. back in a couple months. The shows, I believe, I'm not a subscriber, but uh, yeah, if you know, you got to watch them quick before they go. It's something to do with their their TV carrier, I believe. 
Okay. Which is, I mean, unfortunate. If you can get, I mean, if you love Dragon Gate, you can get to the shows. It's probably worth it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of tough given how other uh, streaming services handle theirs. Hiroshi Tanahashi Will Osprey, sixteen. And this was on August tenth. This was, uh, I believe, SummerSlam weekend. So one hundred and one first place uh, overall votes. Not SummerSlam. One first place vote. This, no, this, uh, no, it was SummerSlam weekend. I, I believe oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 101 overall points, 16 total votes, and did get a first place vote. But yeah, this is uh, as the G1 tournament was winding down. But yeah, I mean, match. yeah, great match. But I mean, there were like a thousand great matches in that G1. So mm-hmm. yeah, you grow numb to great G1 matches. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's a big, but you yeah, know. it felt like Osprey got that win. You're going to get a handful of classics every year out of the G1. I think that's the beauty of that tournament. You know you're going to get some classics, just a matter of where. There's three in the top ten. <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, I'm just saying, it's just a matter of, like, who's going to, like, where the classics are coming from. You know you're going to get some. It's just a matter of where they're coming from. That's what I'm saying. Number 15, Peter Pan main event. Takashita Endo. Joe, do you want to start? Yeah, no, uh, super match. This is kind of the one that just made the... Uh... <laughs> I probably would have had it in like the 12, 13 range on my list, just kind of outside the top 10. But uh, no, best DDT match of the year and kind of a. Yeah, it was. Yep, just, um, you know, match at a big spot. And they, I mean, they really delivered. Yeah, it, it was an interesting match. Um, I didn't follow the story very closely. I, want, I, I parachuted in for this match. Um, and I really liked Endo selling. And I didn't really like the fact that Takashita dominated most of the match. It was it was weird to me, but but um, the ending was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, now this match got 103 overall points, 14 total votes, and a first place vote. Took place on July 15th. Come here, Ishii, John Moxley. You kind of expected these two dudes to beat each other up in a physical nature. Two, these are two Did dudes who can brawl. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, it was um, July, 19th, uh, July 19th, 105 total uh, points, 25 total votes, and second was its highest vote. Two bra- Maybe the two best brawlers in the game right now, and they delivered the goods on said brawl. Yes. Yeah, I, this is my, my top ten. As well, just kind of the, the the strangeness of it, like oh here, Tomohiro Ishii fighting Dean Ambrose, and but you know it's just both guys kind of go nuts. It was just so nice to see John Moxley just kind of being free again and just you know doing whatever he wanted after being shackled for so long. And this was a yeah. great great brawl, and it's just a, a t- you know this one this is something I'll remember when I think of 2019. This match, yeah, um, number thirteen. Naoya Nomura versus Kento Miyahara, the September match. Yeah, not top 10 for me. Uh, uh, Kento had a, I mean, Stellar besides year. Will Ospreay, he had, I think, the best 2019 out of anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and this was, and, not, I mean, you watch any of its matches, yeah, they're going to be great, but this was this one was up there. Yeah, this was up there. Um, Nomura is too bad. We're going to get to it in the Champion Carnival. We're not sure if he's going to be in it. Because he has, uh, because he has a um, 
herniated disc. Mm-hmm. He's going to take the this non-surgery ma- route four to six weeks. Okay. And just, just try to let it naturally heal? All right. Yeah, instead of the surgery route, which is nine months. Ooh. So hopefully he's, uh, he's ready to go, or at least healthy, at least. This uh, match here got 126 overall points, 19 total votes, and its highest vote was second. Tetsuya Naito versus Shingo. I thought this match would have gotten <clears throat> I thought this match would be a little higher. Uh, I, um, it's another one from uh, the you won. G1. I thought yeah, the yeah, Naito fans Shingo would have was... just ate this shit up. Mm. Naito does have a very strong following. Shingo was, was awesome last year. There was a whole lot of stuff Shingo did that was, that was but there, just But if you're going to give a Shingo match number one, it's the match against Osprey. Right, right. Yeah, it was, it was not going to be Osprey. this match was yeah. fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah, this match is great, and again, kind of like the the whole weirdness of oh wow, it's Shingo versus Naito, and the uniqueness of it since they're stable mates, we're not going to see this match really any other time, and it's just an awesome, awesome match. So the dynamic number eleven, and it broke my fucking heart. That <laughs> mm, didn't get in the top ten. And I agree with you, because well, one hundred thirty-seven overall points, twenty-one. It was my number uh, nine match. Um, I probably had this a little higher than you did. I think I had a seven, uh, like, like six or seven. Walter versus Tyler B. Take over Cardiff. 160 overall points, 27 total votes. It did get the first place vote. This match was amazing. 10. It only missed the top ten by one point. This match was amazing. I love the story it told of Walter being the big, overbearing bruiser, and Tyler Bate being the the, the, the strong young underdog. But it showed their their skill in so many different facets, and I say this every time I watch a Tyler Bate match. How strong is this dude? Not to mention the fact this dude puts on he seems to put on a classic every few months, and the scary thing is he's only twenty three. Yeah, he's yeah. only he's only twenty three. He's got he's got a catalog of classics already. Yeah, this one this one took place the same day as I think an AEW. Yes, it did. Pay per view and New Japan in uh, in uh, England. Yeah, we're so it, it probably got lost in the shuffle a little bit. And NXT UK is not exactly the hottest brand, so I imagine a lot of people just kind of bypassed it, which is their loss because I mean this is a tremendous main event yes. style match. I think this match happened first on that day. Like this, this was like in the afternoon, I believe. Yeah, I do believe you're right. Yeah, I think this happened in the afternoon, and then. Yeah, the, the AEW show happened at night. So you, like, one could have watched both. I, don't, I think mm-hmm. people were just like, people just missed that one live, I guess. Number 10. Now, Blue, we, get, now we get to the top 10. Blue Demon Jr. versus Dr. Wagner Jr. 8-3, triple A. Triple A, uh, seven first place votes, 19 votes, 170 points. 10 points separated. Mm. Yeah, kind of uh, surely the most surprising top ten pick here. This match is certainly a spectacle. This it certainly is memorable. Rule. Yeah, I mean, no I wouldn't... one expected the triple mania main event to fucking roll. <laughs> and it broke the top ten. Everyone expects the triple. Joe, you 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 know this. 
Everyone expects the Triple Mania main event to be a big clusterfuck. Yeah, which which this was, but it it turned out to be a positive as uh, opposed to the negative connotations that uh, that phrase it usually has. Clusterfuck in the most co- positive of and the cinder block at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking death match. It was a fight to the fucking death. And it Yeah. And both guys in their fifties at this point. Both guys in their fifties. Just and they put the on looking shit out of each other. It was I gave it four stars. I was like, Bravo, bravo, two old fucks beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, really. You know? Mm. Se- seven first place votes. Bravo. Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi Tomohiro Ishii. Another Takagi match. This one was also in uh in the G1. 177 overall and points. And they're going to have a match next week in Corrigan Hall. And we'll run it back in Corrigan Hall. Nice. That's 34 total votes, and it got a first place vote along the way. Yep, just one of those excellent Shingo G1 matches that... Uh... You know, sometimes you can, uh, you know, there's so many you can almost kind of forget about it. But this one, this one does stand out. This is one of his uh, three excellent ones, along with um, mm-hmm. Naito and Naito and, and, uh, and Osprey. In Osprey, yeah. Number eight, the only at, du- one of two WWE matches in the top 100. One of two main roster WWE matches in the top 100. And this one absolutely needed to be in the top 10. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. 195 overall points, uh, 37 total votes, and three first place votes. I had this in my top. Let's see. I th- I'm trying to say I, th- I had five. this. The Rose I had fifth. I had this one sixth in my, in my uh, match of the years. This was definitely my favorite moment of wrestling last year. Absolutely, Kofi Kingston winning the title was my favorite moment of wrestling last year. And it was bigger than that. It was bigger than wrestling. <laughs> the simple fact of Kobe's the first 100% black person to be WWE champion in the long history of the company and and the storyline that went about it and how hard he and New Day had to work to get there and the, the incredible run of the chamber match and all the gauntlet stuff they did and everything. I love how all this came together. Look, looking back at it, I've watched it several times since. I love how it all came together. And I love how the emotion in the building uh, was, was, was there for every... Everything that match had. Daniel Bryan was incredible. I like Rowan's part in it. The New Day's, uh, Ian Woods, <clears throat> their parts in it. I-, I love how all of this was done. I think Daniel Bryan put on a clinic in that match. He absolutely did. He absolutely, I, that's, I think Daniel Bryan was the perfect person he could have won the, Kofi could have won the title from in this situation. Because yeah. it, this, his run mirrored Daniel Bryan's run at WrestleMania 30. It, it, it's pretty much exactly. Not an exact replica, but I think the closest thing to it was it should it was, this one 